Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Financial Planning Explained. And I'm your host, Mike Menninger, Certified Financial Planner and owner of Menninger & Associates Financial Planning. Um, as you know by the, the show, is we try to bring in uh, industry experts, corporate executives, or business owners. And in the past, we've mostly had industry experts, but I'm excited to bring on someone who is also now a business owner, who very close to me literally uh, lives next door. But more importantly, um, like to introduce Anthony Natale. Thanks, Mike, for having me on the show. Thanks Appreciate for joining. It. Anthony is the owner of Anthony's um, Italian Pizzeria, or Italian restaurant, my apologies, Italian restaurant in Malvern, also known basically locally as Italian, uh, Anthony's. Anthony's a Malvern, right? Yeah, we, we, um, we go by Anthony's Pizza, but I think um, when, you, when you look at the restaurant, you, you get surprised when you walk in because it's uh, not much of a pizza shop anymore. It's more we, we've kind of conformed into an Italian restaurant well, more yeah. so than anything else. So, so it was interesting because, um, first of all, I think the food that you serve is just magnificent. Thank but you. But as a takeout, uh, first of all, I was shocked by it. Um, so tell me a little bit about the restaurant. You have both. You have the dining and the takeout. Right. Yeah. So so when um, I, I guess when the business first initially started, I wasn't there. I was uh, I was only seven years old when it first started. So um, it started back in 1993 with uh, two gentlemen that that um, that were good friends and they uh, started the business together. And then um, you know years later they wanted to both retire. So I I stepped in and. Took over the business, and it's funny that your name is Anthony, and the business it just was so happened to be. Before. Yeah. So, so in 2015, I jumped in, yeah. and uh, and I got out of. I was selling medical equipment. I was selling spine implants for a living. So, um, a little bit of a, a different shift. But uh, my my parents before. owned a restaurant. They owned a pizzeria well, in Exeter. So there you so go. It was, um, so it was you know it was, it was comfortable for it. me. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's natural. It's a natural. So you've had it now six years. That's great. So how much of your business is split between uh, your takeout and your dining? Pre-COVID or uh, post-COVID? Well, let's start with pre. That's a very good question because you beat me to the you beat me to the punch. So tell me, pre-COVID, what was it, the split? Yeah, so I, I would say we were still pretty strong um, in the uh, takeout uh, business for for that's a good I've amount of time. That's what I've heard you're known by, right? Because a friend and client of mine says that's that's his go-to place, right? Um, and and probably when I first got there it was it was it was about sixty percent takeout, forty percent dining okay. room. Then we expanded the dining room, so it wasn't as big as it was when you saw it the yeah, other yeah. day. Okay, so, it's pretty big. Yeah, so we took over two two more bays. There was a flower store next to us that got out, so okay. we, we expanded nice. into that area. How long ago was that? Uh, that was in 2017. Okay, only two years after you had it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I was um, so so we I bought the house right down right that right next yeah, to right. you, and and at the time I said to myself, you know, I, I shouldn't be doing a re renovation and also moving into a new house at the same time. So let me time it out where where they'll be separate. And it just worked out where they both happened exactly at the same time. I did, this, I did the same thing at the same yeah. time. So I had a business change at the same time. So believe me, that was stressful. Yeah, that's a lot of, <laughs> yeah, a lot of different things going on. So what is it now as a percentage of COVID changed it? Well, you know, I think pre-COVID, we, we started moving a little bit heavier towards the dining room. All right. Um, people started noticing that we were doing things a little bit differently in there. Um, so, so it did start picking up in the dining room a little bit more, where we were almost 50-50 okay. at some point. And then um, during COVID, it was like 95, 5 or 100. Yeah, it was 100 percent yeah, at one point. Um, well, thank goodness being closed. that you had that because right. you know I know a lot of businesses uh, had to adjust and pick up their takeout. 
Right. Meanwhile, you were already positioned. Oh yeah, we were ready to go. So we, yeah, there was very little that we had to do. Um, we had to we had to add curbside to to our to our whole thing. Oh. Um, so at first it was a, a, a little uh, a little hard to adjust because we we started saying, okay, um, just tell us uh, your vehicle information. So we. You know, we'd, we'd, uh, we'd write down, you know, black BMW, and then we'd walk out, and there would be, like, five or six different black <laughs> BMWs. Big out, right, so, exactly. we, so we had to start thinking about what else we could do. So I went out there, and I painted numbers on every single parking spot. Oh, and, that's a good uh, idea. Yeah, I think I herniated one of my discs when I was doing it. <laughs> so just, uh, but, uh, you know, it was kind of um, just something that we, we figured, you know, let's, let's try to make this as smooth as possible. Um, yeah, because everybody was opening up their trunks too, so you'd never be able to see what the cars were. Oh yeah. So we just, you know, just look down Especially at the ground, see what number you're at. Yeah. yeah well, exactly. so I noticed that you're in a shopping plaza. Right. Okay. And do you think that's more advantageous to be in a shopping plaza than in a standalone building, or can't really tell? We, we would probably have been better off as a standalone. Yeah. Um, the shopping center um, almost makes it feel like you're not coming to a nice restaurant. That's, I can see what you're saying with that. You know, even though the shopping center is very quaint and it's, it's, it's a nice little town, it's a walkable town, so that, that's what makes, that's what drives people there. Right. Um, but, but when you look at it at first, you're like, oh, okay, the, the restaurant near the Wawa? Is that what you're talking yeah, right, about? Right, right. In front of the train station? Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, it has that kind of, um, it has that kind of uh, confusion going on, but, but once you, once you step in, it's like you, you, you realize, okay. Oh, yeah. You know, they, no, it's, it's a nice a restaurant. Different. It's nice inside, and I'll tell you what, you know, the food was fabulous. I didn't have your takeout, but why would I drive to Malvern for takeout Absolutely when not. I can go around the corner for no. takeout, especially if I'm driving at home for 20 minutes? It's cold by the time I get there. Mike, I, I, don't, I don't go to my place for takeout. <laughs> right? so, so, yeah, we, you know, we were obviously a half hour away, so it's not, it's well, not really worth me doing. So either. when I was there, I'm not sure if somebody told me or I literally saw it, but the, the, the booth that I was in eating, I'm looking outside the window, and the line for takeout went all the way down and around. I'm like, hey, you must be doing pretty well over there at the takeout. Yeah. Um, so, you know, most sometimes it looks a little bit longer than it should be just because of the six social see, distancing. Yeah, right. um, but, but, yeah, it, it, does, it did seem that we picked up a lot. So it's, it's probably at this point like 75% takeout and 25% okay. dining at so this point. So what's going on now? Um, I see that they're relaxing in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Has it helped? I'm sure it has to help. Not really. Really? Um, just, just mathematically, if you think about it. If you, if you, you know, most restaurants, when, when you think about, when you start planning out how many tables you could put in your restaurant, you trying to put as many tables as you can. You're not really Within thinking, reason, right. right? You're not really thinking. Let's give people space. I mean, you want to give them enough space where they don't feel like well, I don't want to go back there. I'm crammed in there like a sardine. Right, right, right. right but right. you want to maximize your profit, so you you try to figure out how to do that. Um, so you know, you you go from that point and then say, okay, we need to put six feet uh, up, six feet apart from the back of everybody's chair. So, okay, that's what I was going to ask you about that. So it's six feet from the back of the chair, which means it's really about eight feet per table. Per table. That's ridiculous. You know, yeah. I, I don't know if you've ever calculated the metrics of this, but I had read or heard or something that in order to break even, you need to be able to have 50% capacity. Right. So how in the world were restaurants able to do it when the governor said, 25% capacity. They, they didn't. A lot of places closed. Right. You know, there's, you know, even in our town, um, we had one full closure 
um, which they were a fantastic restaurant. I mean, it was it was kind of one of those um, rising tide lift, lifts all, lifts yeah. all boats kind of thing where, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, the restaurants that were coming in were actually making the town better. Really? Uh, yeah, okay. and, and making us busier, actually. Really? I th I, yeah, I think so, because it was that it was that traffic that was being brought into King Street, which is, you know... It's, the center of Malvern. Yeah, Malvern right. is... It's Main Street, basically. Yeah, you, you look at Malvern, Malvern's a huge area, and then where, where you have uh, uh, King Street, it's just a very small, tiny little sure. area. Well, that's the, basically the Main Street of Malvern. For right, exactly. Extent. Yeah, it's a nice little, nice little town. Yeah. So did you know the other, did you introduce yourself or did you know the other business owners? Oh yeah. Did yeah, you? We have, yeah, we have close relations with all the other That's uh, good. businesses in the area. That's good. How many uh, restaurants are there in Malvern? In that little tiny town? Wanna, that we're... The, there was five, I think. Yeah, we're back down to four again. Okay, that's sad. Yeah, you never like to see that happen. So congratulations on making it through. Thank you. You know, thank goodness that the majority of your business was takeout. Did your takeout rocket? Oh yeah. Yeah, we, we went from, you know, having three phones, three computers and takeout to having, you know, we, we, we added an additional computer, added an additional person just for bagging. It was, um, you know, it was, it was so focused on takeout that it was, you know, it was actually um, like a whole different, like, like you almost had to evolve into a different type of business. Well, what were they point. taking out? Were they taking out um, not just pizza, but were they also taking out the full meals? Yeah, oh yeah, really? yeah, yeah. Bringing out every yeah curbside. We had runners. We had we had dedicated runners that would just run food back and forth from the inside of the really. The restaurant. Did you guys deliver? No. Did no, you we, take on delivery? We did. You did? Yeah. We, so we we tried to do DoorDash uh, okay. for a little bit, as opposed to your own guy who does mm -hmm. it. Okay. And uh, and their percentages are just they they're not. I don't think they're sustainable for what what I'm trying to accomplish. So we're on the subject. How does DoorDash work from a business model? I go and buy $80 worth of food from your restaurant, and I call on DoorDash. What, what, do you call DoorDash, or do I call DoorDash? You, it's, it's probably mostly online. Okay. I would say, yeah, I don't think they really have anybody that you could really speak to. Okay. Not that I know of, at least. So, so let's say it's an $80 meal. And how much is DoorDash to effectively deliver it to me? I, you know, I'm not sure from the consumer side how much they charge. It, it's probably some, some, somewhere along like 10 to 15 percent. Okay. Tacked on top of the what the. But what the none menu of that is charged to you. No. So, so they, they do charge. They charge 21 percent to the uh, to the employer. So, in other mm -hmm. words, that let's use the hundred dollar meal. So, if it was a hundred dollar meal, then you're only being paid seventy nine dollars. Yeah. Really. Mm -hmm. So then the consumer isn't paying for it. They're paying for it as well. So, so they're, they're tacking on to the, the owner side as well as the consumer side. Sounds like a racket. It could be. I, so yeah, I and, and I have friends that, that work for, for companies like that, too. I, I don't mean to, to bash any of these companies, but, um, you know, I have, I have uh, friends that work for them, and they're all 1099 contractors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're directed as employees. So you have to kind of wonder, like, what, you know, what exactly is going on? How, how are they getting away with that when... Yeah, I can't hire a pizza guy and be like, okay, well, you, you, you just make pizza. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but make it this way and do Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, that's that not 1099 contractor. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. So, you know, I would think that that would lend itself to hiring your own people to do that. Because then, Okay, I could see doing that. Um, delivery is one of those things where um, it, if I didn't have such a good takeout business, I'm, I might consider it a little bit more. But it, it would also raise the price for, for customers to be able to, 
uh, get it. And, and you have that issue where, you know, you, you're trying to maximize where your delivery drivers are going, so they might have multiple spots to go. Whereas if somebody was coming to my restaurant to pick up their food, their food would be ready exactly when right, 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 it, right. And when it should high. be ready. And be hot. And that right. happens all the time. If I want to buy a pizza, I, I want to go pick it up because I don't want to wait the extra 30 minutes because, once again, right. I want it to be warm right, exactly. or to be hot. So yeah. tell me more about how many people you have that are employed. Uh, uh, yeah, full-time and part-time, we have total around 50. 50? Around 50 wow. employees. Okay, so now how many people are in the restaurant part versus the uh, takeout? And then do you have a certain number of cooks that do both? Yeah, in the back of the house, we have, we have around 15 to 20 employees. The house or the restaurant? Back of the house. Yeah, the kitchen. You call it the house? Yep, yeah, okay, back of the house okay. is, uh, yeah, you have the back of the house, front of the house. All right, okay, that's the terminology. Yeah, so, so uh, yeah, front of the house are, are more you know, people that are uh, dealing with the customers, and right, then back right, of the right, house right. is people that are doing things behind the scenes. So in your industry, in the restaurant industry, is that a high turnover type of industry or not really? It, it can be. Um, it depends on how you want to... Uh, create your infrastructure at your at your restaurant um, you know uh, typically uh, you get a lot of uh, front of house positions that that tend to uh, rotate uh, just because Waitress of, is doing it during high school and college yeah high school college um, you have some career servers which are uh, some of the best that I have well I, yeah know, yeah some you of the best employees I have are career servers um, and uh, and then you you have the kitchen where where um, you know if you treat everybody well they they, they tend to stick around that's good um, and and you know I think it's a little bit of the um, the way you want to run your restaurant, you know, it's not, not so much about, you know, I, sometimes I kind of uh, dislike that the, the place is called Anthony's because it's really not much about me and more about who's working there. Right, 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 right. Well, I can imagine that with all restaurants because, you know, if there's a restaurant I'm frequenting a lot, I find that you get to know the people there. Right. And there's a lot to be said about that. Oh, yeah. And then you get to know them. Mm -hmm. So the big question, how did you survive COVID? How did you guys do? I, I think it's a lot of luck, honestly, Mike. I, I don't think, you know, because there's places down the street that, that were closing that, you know, there's, there's a, a, a wonderful Italian restaurant in Newtown Square that, that just didn't make it. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were there for, you know, 25 odd years. And, wow. um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, if I decided to uh, expand further than what I did in my dining room, I would have probably been in as much trouble as some of these other restaurants. Would have been? You say I would have been, yeah. Why? I mean, you think if you're expanding your restaurant, now you're exposing more to having to shut down. I would have figured the other way around. No, that's what I mean. So, so like, it, you know, having to expand my dining room further, if I say if I increase it by more, I still have to pay all that. Lease. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Right. Okay. Yeah, okay. so you're paying all that much more rent and you have that much more overhead. Oh, and, that's, that's right, right, exactly. So thank goodness that you had such, you know, you call it luck. Um, I, I believe you make your own luck. If you Sometimes. didn't do it right, manage a business well, then you wouldn't have been as lucky. And I believe in that wholeheartedly. If you kind of ran a, I don't want to say shady business, but, you know, you ran a good business, you survive. And I imagine it's a lot of um, loyal patrons. Right. Yeah, no, well, no, sorry. Yeah, some, yeah you're right. It, you do build your own luck. I, I sometimes have a little bit of imposter syndrome going on. So, um, you know, it's like somebody calls and they say, hey, can I, uh, can I, can I talk to your catering specialist? And you're like, yeah, hold on one second. Uh, Tara, you need to be the uh, uh, catering. You're going to be the catering specialist, okay? Because right, right, right. they all wear multiple <laughs> right. hats. So, sometimes you just, you, you fake until you make it. Yeah, well. Um, and, so, and so uh, you, 
you know, you become successful doing that, and then you say, oh, hey, wait a minute, this is actually working. Um, and, and you say, well, maybe I do know what I'm talking about. So, so, uh, <laughs> um, so you, you get to the point where you start feeling a little bit more comfortable about what, what you're doing. So what's your role there? Um, when I was at the restaurant, you were working the front. Do you make the pizzas? Do you manage the restaurant? Do you flip sides? Do you cook? What do you do? You know, it's funny. I, I, I really don't do any one anything, particular you don't do anything. job. That's I, what you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I clean bathrooms. Um, so sometimes. Business uh, owners got to do it all. We all know. Yeah. That. You know, it's just um, Friday nights I slice pizzas. There you go. Uh, so I just I just sit there and watch every pizza coming out. And I make sure they look nice. So they, yeah, it's just uh, uh, something that you like to, you know, something that it, it kind of takes your mind By off. By the way, of. end user, I'm going to tell you something. End user, I get annoyed when a pizza is not fully sliced edge to edge. Oh, just gosh, so you know. it drives me crazy. Yeah, if you don't break through the crust, it's a, it's a big deal. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah, then I've got to cut my own pizza and then yeah. it's all sticking and everything else like that. It's a big hassle. Um, I also noticed that you guys are BYOB. Right. And as a consumer, I like that because it enables me to bring what I want, have as much as I want. Tell me about my, I, I, what I do know a little bit of. I remember years ago, there was a finite number of licenses. You're in Montgomery County? Yeah, we're okay. in Chester County. Chester County. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a finite number of licenses in the county, correct? Per county. Yeah. Per county. So there's a high demand for those licenses. Right. And so is it cost prohibitive to get a license? In, in the state of Pennsylvania, it could get it could get a little hairy with the with the liquor licenses because yeah because there's such a finite amount it's just like any you know it's like gold or whatever else. oh yeah yeah it's a, absolutely it's a how much is that, a liquor license these days uh, well they they were pre COVID they were half a million dollars that's okay so it's in the range because I remember Montgomery County and this is 20 30 years ago was 275 thousand and yeah Montgomery County is still around there they're, oh, they're really? like 275 325 oh it hasn't gone much. There. No, not by much. Uh, Chester County has now dropped down to 350 is the last time I saw one. Is that because they've added, again, it's supply and demand, economics 101. Is it because they've added more liquor licenses or because a lot of restaurants went down? Oh, it's definitely because the restaurants are closing down. Really? Yeah. Um, well, that's yeah, too bad. The, yeah, you have less demand. I mean, because they, they shut down the bars. So, so you weren't allowed to sit at a bar. So, so uh -huh. you know, why, why would anybody want to open up a, a bar right now? Right. When you can't have everybody sit at it. Right. So it's just, you know, it's one of those things that, um, yeah, it could be, it could be very profitable. I mean, obviously there's, there's a, there's a huge markup on alcohol. Oh, that's what I was thinking. But, but you also take on a tremendous amount of liability there. Sure. You know, because I have a few glasses of wine and get in an accident on the way home. You know, unfortunately we live in a litigious society. I'm blaming you because I bought three glasses of wine right. at your place. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, you know, who needs that? It's I mean, like it's like going. Yeah, it's like it's like any of these uh, items where where it's not. Yeah, you know, it's not. It's not the. Uh, not, it's not the car maker. You don't you don't blame the car maker when somebody gets into an accident, but but if if there was something wrong with the car, then you would say yes. So, so as a restaurant, um, if you're uh, promoting the idea of people just going there to binge drink, um, then you're setting yourself up for a liability. Sure. Um, if you're promoting the idea that um, you're trying to pair drinks with food and and bringing on uh, alcohol in a way that it's it's um, it's not not meant to be uh, dr you know where where you have like three or five drinks and and try to drive home that night. Right. It's like okay, I'm gonna real I'm gonna enjoy this one really well made cocktail. Right, right, you know, right, right. Something right. like that. You know, you could it actually takes the liability it takes off the liability of out a little bit. Are you thinking of getting a liquor license? I have been thinking about it for years. <laughs> Um, so how do you finance that? Do you literally finance question. it? Yeah, you, yeah, you, you, you save, you sacrifice, and 
save up as much money as you can. And, oh, and so you to, can't just go to the bank and say, hey, bank, I want a $350,000 loan to buy it? You, you can if you had something to, to, for them to hold on to. You need that. collateral. You need collateral. Okay, and yep. you don't own your building, you lease it. Right, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I could, you know, it's, it's not cheap. It's cash flow, and you got to come up with it. Exactly. With that. So it's, um, it's just a matter of yeah, saving, saving as much as you can, and then, you know, may, maybe you could find some private inve private investors or pri private borrowers. Right. Look for family members that that want to that want to invest into the company. So the company. did a lot of bars go down in Chester County um, because of COVID? I'm sure there's more than I I probably have heard of. So that may have run the price of the liquor licenses down because exactly. there's availability. Because if I have to come up with the cash to buy a liquor license and I have to shut down my bar or my restaurant, that's the only thing I've got left of value. Right. And if there's a whole lot of people and nobody wants to buy one, then I could see that as being almost like corporate real estate in about three to five years. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's going gonna, gonna, to head downhill really fast. Interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah, especially when BYO is, is kind of, it's actually like a form of advertisement at this point, where if you, you know, if you have good food and you, you, you allow p your, your patrons to, to bring their own alcohol in, some, you know, sometimes that's a drive towards your business. It, you know what? And to me, it kind of is because I can drink as much or as little as I want and I can get what I want. If I want a particular bottle of wine or a particular beer or whatever, I can bring in what I want and substantially cheaper oh yeah big time you know for the amount of glasses of wine it's it's probably half price or less right so that's not a bad thing for at least again the patron i could see that right and you and you could see you know from a business side i you know i always try to yeah you try to make your uh, customers feel as, as comfortable as possible like they're your own guests in your in your restaurant right. but there's also the idea that you have to run a run a business yeah um and so you know so turnover is one of those those ideas that runs in your head constantly like hey you know am i you know, are people, you know, coming in, eating, and then leaving, or are they staying for a, an extended amount of time, and now that table's not being turned so in a way where we could... So what do you do about that? It's a good question. Um, if it, you're going to be a, hanging out, tough, you're right. You want me out so that you can put the next person in. Yeah, it's a tough question. Yeah, it's a tough It's a tough way to... Yeah, yeah you don't want to offend anybody by, by kicking anybody out, um, but, you you know, at the same time, you need to... You're still running a business, Right. right. So, so that you know, when when you have a, a liquor license and you're you're selling alcohol, you kind of ah. don't mind when people linger because they can buy oh, more drinks. Oh, okay, okay. But at the same time, too, is I would think if people are drinking, let's hang out. They are going to stick around, right? right. And so, advantage yeah. disadvantage. Well, advantage. and so when you have BYO though, so so you're allowing people to come in and, and drink, oh, right. but they're drinking their own wine and also sticking around. Right. So that's not and good. and you you know that's and that's what drives people to my business. So so at the same time, you have to look at it like, well, if I if I didn't have that, how many of these people would not be coming to my restaurant? Right. So you you, you have to. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword where you have to. Yeah, there's a fine line in between. <laughs> yeah, there. You have to really. It's, yeah. It's, now it's being a business owner. So. If you were to do it all over again, well, let's look back up. Let's, so what did you do to adjust to COVID? You survived. You're still here. Thank goodness. So what did you do to survive COVID? Anything in particular you hung you know, on? Mike, I'm really, I'm really hung on this idea because, I, you know, sometimes I, you know, I, I just feel lucky, honestly. Yeah. Yep. Could have, it could have been worse. Well, again, the, the reputation that your restaurant has in Malvern is a very solid reputation and thank goodness you have that because if you didn't you might not have survived yeah you know i mean i think i think what what helped us was the community the community drive so there was a lot of people coming in and, and first saying 
hey, um, you know, we, we're, we're not going to, you know, the, the chain restaurants right now because we're trying to support local business. That's nice. And so, and, and so you know, you, you look at it and you say, well, you know, if we were in a different town, would it really would have worked out for us? Um, you know, where, where um, you know, like pe when people come to our place, they kind of feel like they're walking in the cheers. Right. So they want to help. You know, they, they, know, they know who the people that are working there. They know, they know the chef. They know the servers. They know the takeout people. And um, we have we have a um, an ongoing uh, good relationship with the community. So it's you know what that is what perpetuates the business, and that my friend is why you made it through COVID, and it yeah, wasn't luck. Probably. That wasn't <laughs> luck. So I appreciate you coming on my show. Thank you, Michael. This this went very quickly. You know, I, I would like you to just look in the camera over there and just tell everybody, you know, where you locate, where you're located. Give a little pitch to the camera and tell us about your restaurant. All right, so you can find us at, uh, you can find us in Malvern, Pennsylvania. Um, we are about a half hour outside of Philadelphia, uh, very close to King of Prussia. Um, you could go to our website, anthonysmalvern.com, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y-S, malvern.com. Uh, and you could call us at 610-647-7400. Okay. And it's called Anthony's Pizza and Italian Restaurant. And this is Anthony, that makes sense. Well, thank you very much. and. I hope everyone has a wonderful week, and we will see you on our show next week. Um, signing off, I'm your host, Mike Manager from Financial Planning Explained, and we'll see you next week. Have a wonderful week. Thank you. Thank you.